This podcast discusses events of a sensitive nature. Listener discretion is advised. Okay, so check it. I was in town. Town refers to Nairobi CBD, which Nairobians often call town or Tao. Anyway, I was in town, I was walking down Kaunda Street, and I remembered something that happened around five months ago. A 45-year-old woman was shot around 5 p.m., in the evening anyway. And she was shot just outside Optica. Optica is a leading eyeglasses outlet in Kenya. And she was walking with a friend of hers and they were coming from work they both worked at the nhif that's the national hospital insurance fund which is a state corporation that offers medical insurance to kenyan citizens and residents and lillian as she's commonly referred to in news articles she had worked at the nhif for 15 years and she was at that time working in the registry department and at the end of her work day on Monday, February 13th, 2023, she decided to walk into town, probably to get transport home. And it seemed to be her routine. It wasn't different from her daily routine. And she walked with a colleague from Upper Hill. And Upper Hill is an area in Nairobi where the NHIF offices are. Um, yeah, so they walked from Upper Hill into town. This walk is familiar, I think, to many residents of Nairobi. But let me try to paint a picture for those who are unfamiliar. So Upper Hill is about four kilometers from Nairobi's CBD, from town. And as the name suggests, it's up a hill. <laughs> and a walk into town is, is downhill. It's a pretty easy walk, um, if you're so inclined, if you like walking. And given where in Upper Hill the NHIF office is, the NHIF office is it's a landmark in this Upper Hill area. And that area is called Community. And by the way, I looked for the source of this name, the etymological history. I looked for the source of this name and I could not find it. If, if anyone knows, I, I can buy lunch if you enlighten me. Um, anyway. So Lillian and her, and her colleague are walking from the office into, into the CBD and it is reported by one news outlet that they had actually requested a friend of theirs, I guess a colleague, who was a driver for the company to give them a lift into town. But it seemed he wasn't headed that way. He, he had a meeting in the office. And maybe in a parallel universe, he did give them a lift. And who knows? Anyway, so they are walking into town. They get to into the CBD. They are walking down Kaunda Street. Kaunda Street is named for Kenneth Kaunda, who was uh, president of Zambia. He was first president of Zambia. And so Lillian and her friend are walking down this street and they are right outside this eyeglasses shop when Mary Lillian feels a blow to her chest. A hit. And eyewitnesses report that she clutches her chest. And she has to be helped by her friend and I guess some bystanders to the side. And here they wait for an ambulance. There's actually footage, CCTV footage of this moment when 
Mary Lillian feels a blow to her chest. I mean, it's not the best. It's not uh, not HD TV, but you can see her and her friend walking, and then she kind of stumbles, um, and then you also see people around reacting, and then she's led to the side. It is said that they waited for an ambulance for a number of minutes, and by the time she reaches a nearby hospital, she is pronounced dead. And it wasn't actually clear what happened to her. Initially, eyewitnesses thought maybe it was something like a heart attack. One eyewitness reports that when paramedics arrived, they noticed that there was blood coming out of her mouth, but it wasn't clear that she had actually been shot. But this was confirmed um, during an autopsy where a bullet was found lodged in her lung. And the cause of death was said to be hemorrhage, um, excessive hemorrhage uh, from that bullet wound. And this created a puzzle for detectives at the Directorate of Criminal Investigations who have done a lot um, visiting the site, ballistics professionals visiting the site and um, talking to eyewitnesses, talking to people who knew Lillian. And this is what has been pieced together so far. Mary Lillian Waidera was a 45, some sources say 47, let's say 40 something year old uh, woman. She was married. She was working at the NHIF in the registry department. And she had been working at the NHIF for 15 years. And the day when she was shot, her day was just like any other, it was routine. And the bullet had gone through her collarbone and into her lung. And that initially it had been said that she had been shot from an elevated point and there were and there was talk of a sniper which instilled fear in a lot of people, people who probably walked that street on a daily basis, people who worked around there, people who just were in town thinking that there could be a sniper in a building just shooting at people. But DCI boss Mohammed Amin, during a press conference, said that the bullet came from a 9mm. The bullet was a 9mm projectile. And the kind of gun it comes from is a pistol. And that snipers, in his experience, are known to use guns with longer barrels for accuracy. Um, so they are unlikely to use a pistol. Um, about the issue, why didn't anyone hear anything? Because News reports initially had said, and even eyewitnesses said, nothing was heard. They just reacted to seeing someone suddenly take ill um, around them. But there wasn't the sound of a shot. And DCI boss Amin says that a 9mm can travel a distance of even at least a kilometer. And I actually... Uh, researched this and found that other sources that even cite longer distances up to even four kilometers if unobstructed I guess but yeah he says that uh, at the point where the, the the bullet made impact it's unlikely to have been heard but from the source it may have been heard but given that Nairobi CBD is a crowded noisy place it also reduces the likelihood of anyone having heard it other talks surrounding this case had been that Lillian had been a whistleblower because uh, apparently 
because reportedly there was an internal graft investigation going on at the NHIF. But uh, a news source from about a month ago, which is about four months after the shooting, says that they did not find any connection between the shooting and the work that Lillian did. And she was simply a humble person who did not engage in deals and that her daily routine was was from her house to the office and back. And the source of this is cited to be a detective. And another source from within the investigation says that the shooting was most likely accidental. Numerous visits by ballistics examiners to the site of the shooting and the area surrounding have not quite been able to establish where the bullet came from. A few days after the shooting, a businessman had been arrested in Kenol, an area of Moranga County in Kenya, and he had been arrested in connection with the shooting of Mary Lillian Waidera. And it is because he was found to have a firearm in the vicinity of the shooting on the day of the shooting, um, or uh, surrounding the time, around the time of the shooting. But it was later established that the projectile, the bullet, did not come from his gun and he is actually a licensed firearm holder. At her requiem mass, NHIF CEO said of Lillian that she was a dedicated employee and a friend to her colleagues. Her husband described her as his soulmate and said that she has left a big gap in his heart. And her sister, in an interview with media, described her as an innocent soul who was always willing to help. Her family was shocked by the fact that she was shot. The director of criminal investigations, Mohamed Amin, said in a press conference, held a short while after the shooting, that he hoped in the fullness of time we would be able to have a clear reconstruction of what happened. I hope so too. Rest in peace, Mary Lillian Waidera. This has been episode four of season three of Madashiro. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.